I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. And I'm Shogun Samuel Benyes. And welcome to the Art of Warcast. This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 16, an honorable audience with the Shogun. Honorable people of Rokugan, we have been favored with a glorious opportunity. Our Shogun, Sam Beniers, has allowed us the beneficence to seek his counsel on important topics. Topics such as, why lion? Is Lion's Pride Brawler all that good? And perhaps most importantly, what does his lady wife think of all this? Join us as we ask the interesting, fun, boring, and silly questions of our Shogun. All right, folks, welcome. Samuel Benias lives in Normandy, France. He's been playing LCGs for a while now and was Conquest's national champion for France. He played Lion during the most recent Winter Court World Championships, defeating John Urbanex Crane Deck. Congratulations to both John and Sam for on such an outstanding performance. Sam, is there anything you'd like to add? Not really. I think you're pretty accurate. All right. Welcome. <laughs> well, thank you very much again for uh, agreeing to do this. We, uh, For those of you who have done these uh, remote interviews, you know about the connection problems, and we can't even begin to tell you about the connection problems we've had setting this up. So uh, thank you to everyone for their patience. We're going to take it kind of a round-robin style here. We've got a lot of questions that we asked from our Facebook group as well as Reddit. So we have a few of our own, and then we'll go into those questions from the other folks. Uh, but first of all, uh, Doug, why don't you start us off? All right. Well, so you know, choosing a clan for this game can be quite a challenge, So, especially to, to play one in a, in a tournament or you know, convention sort of environment. How did you... You know, tackle that challenge. Why? Why? You know, why did you choose Lion? Okay. Alors, my first thought was uh, about playing Scorpion because I thought that the Scorpion clan was the most stable one. Uh, but then I was playing on the net and uh, and I was practicing on the net and uh, saw that um, many US players were already playing Scorpions. And uh, I talked with them, I discussed with them, and uh, they said, oh, there are lots of Scorpions in the U.S. meta. It's a, it's a clan that uh, everybody likes to play there. Uh, so I, I thought, ah, I don't like mirrors, so a mirror match is not good. So I, I must think of something else. And then uh, many U.S. players told me that they didn't uh, have many Lion players uh, in their meta. So uh, I say, okay, let's try Lion. And uh, also, uh, many players were telling me, "Oh, I can't, I can't stand facing lions. They are horrible. It's it's awful games. <laughs> I, I I don't like it." So I said, "Okay, not many lions players. So many people won't uh, necessarily know how to play against, and they don't like it because they can't handle it." Okay, great. Let's focus on lions. <laughs> Well, you know, since Worlds, it seems like there's been an explosion of lions. So you you kicked something off with with your Worlds performance. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's it's always the case when someone is winning a, a tournament uh, like Worlds, you you will uh, always have many players that will follow and uh, and try to the deck that uh, that won. Uh, that's that's the point. But uh, there there was uh, one better lion than than. Mine in the in the first day, 
the the guy who made eight uh, zero after the two rounds uh, on day two was better than me. I only uh, made seven one for for day one plus uh, plus the two rounds. Yeah, and what was your wow. seating going into the top sixteen? I was uh, th- there was a problem in the in the standings because we were several people at the same resistance, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they sh- they should have fixed the ranking. Uh, using the D1 sauce, but they didn't. So in the first ranking, I was like something like uh, eighth, uh, something or seventh, uh, but uh, I should have been sixth, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you know, you, you've turned up at Worlds. You've got this lion deck that apparently almost no one's expecting. You sit down across from uh, Obernex Crane. What are you thinking? Yep. You know, what's your opening strategy? Are you just amazed to be there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Frankly, I, I did not expect to be uh, to to go to the finals. Coming with my friends to to Worlds uh, were already a great experience. Uh, even if I uh, myself already been there for conquest uh, last year, uh, and still we were pushing each other, each other to to go to go forward and to to advance in the tournament. Uh, so we were very happy to be two in the top sixteen. Uh, my friend Romain, who played Crane, uh, and myself, and then uh, I realized that it was something. Uh, it was my day. I would say. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, yeah. My day, and and the first the first game in the top sixteen were. Uh, sorry for my opponents, but pretty easy, uh, not difficult, and uh, uh, so I can uh, I did manage to top four with without really uh, being tired of thinking of focusing on the game, and uh, and went uh, against Kingsley, pretty happy because uh, games were almost easy and uh, I was cool, uh, relaxed, uh, and then uh, the the final were more difficult. Because, uh, as you saw it, uh, John had a pretty, pretty amazing start. So it was yeah, really, yeah. really difficult to, to, to handle it. Well, cool. And, and so you took stock of the meta in terms of what you anticipated being at Worlds. Does, did the meta you predict, was, was that the one that you encountered at Worlds? Was there a lot of Scorpion? Did you play a lot of Scorpion in those first eight rounds? What was no, your, I, what was your uh, meta like at Worlds? Uh, I, I, uh, I thought I, I think that uh, that um, it was pretty balanced uh, between clans, and I, uh, except for unicorns, I faced uh, all clans uh, during uh, during day one. Oh wow! And, okay. And then so I uh, I met one scorpion, but several times. <laughs> oh, one one scorpion him. player, but you played him several times. Yeah, I pl- I played him uh, twice, once on day one and once on day two. Oh wow. Wow. And and you have you along with I think it, the the final number ended up being something like 58% or 56% of people were playing with dragon cards because you had 38% splashing dragon or you 38% playing dragon and then another 18%. Oh no, it was 18% playing dragon and another 38% splashing them. So it was an insane number of dragon players. And I was looking at your deck and you have let go Miramoto's Fury, which are both understandable. But yep. one of the interesting parts that I found was that you have for shame, which is a courtier requi- has a courtier requirement, but you only have seven courtiers in the decks. So was that one of those things where you're hoping like that's a powerful enough combination? It's worth three cards. No, three I card have slots? nine. I oh, you have, have nine. Uh, ten. Ten courtier. Uh, three historians. 
three prodigies, three brawler. Oh, the prodigies. Digi. Yes, the prodigies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the so brawler. Ten. The brawler is also a courtier. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. So, see? Yeah. God. See, that's what I get for for You just need cards. to play Lion more. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I know through uh, conversations that you've had with other folks, you're, you love unicorn. Is that correct? You're, you were an old unicorn guy. So you just didn't, they, you thought they, they weren't strong enough. And obviously it turned out that not very many people played them and they didn't do very well overall at worlds. Are you looking for unicorn to make a comeback here? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> not, not yet I, I hope I hope they will they will be able to to come back but uh, I I tried I tried I tried to to make some some unicorn decks but uh, I think unicorn is not consistent enough to to really uh, be able to to be uh, on the front line uh, in uh, in huge tournament because they you need stability and their dynasty is not enough stable to to really make it through uh, the a world tournament. That's, right. that's the problem. That's uh, the the main issue, I think, with the unicorn. Okay. They have good cards. They have really good cards, but they they lack the consistency during the world tournament. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where, where I play right now, unicorns the second place splash versus dragon. So their cards are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cards are really good. So, uh, what do you think of the role choices, and why keeper of fire for lion? Alors, first about my choice. It was uh, not necessarily my personal choice. My initial thought uh, was more around uh, uh, Keeper of Air. It was a Keeper. I think uh, Lions, yeah. Lions would have a Keeper. Uh, but my initial thought was about uh, Hair, uh, Keeper of Air. Uh, but uh, as I am not a former Lion player, I, I thought that I should have asked uh, first, the the lion players and the the wolf the wolf lions that were at work. So I I went through uh, all the lions player I met and uh, asked them uh, what role they prefer for the for the for the winner. And almost all of them said uh, I want keeper of fire. So I said okay. So no hair. Let's 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 get the keeper of fire because every lions there wants the keeper of fire. So I, as a lion, I uh, I think I I. Must listen to the other lions there too, not just my personal choice. Right. My personal right. This is a great thing. So, how do you think that experience as a playtester, as a core set playtester, impacted your ability to play the game? Did it? Did it make you better? Did it? I'll give you my thoughts on this real quick after yeah. you answer. Okay. <laughs> but I'm interested so, to hear uh, what you say. Uh, I think there's two things. Uh, first, yes, uh, it gives me an edge because uh, I play the game for much longer than many players. So that's that's the edge I get from being a playtester. But on the other hand, the second thing is that uh, I already played and already made uh, lots of games with cards that uh, uh, aren't uh, already uh, out. So uh, sometimes uh, I may think uh, something about uh, each uh, each clan, that clan can, can do that. And no, uh, no, no, I must think, uh, no, no, it's only the core set. It's only the core set. I'm, I already, I'm not uh, already with uh, with the cards I'm thinking of. So no, 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 focus on core set. So that that's the two things. Uh, an advantage and a flow. Uh, maybe the advantage is better 
because uh, I already know all the mechanics. I don't have to think about many mechanics. It's already it's already uh, like a reflex. So uh, that's that's a, a really an edge. But also being only focused on the core set was a little bit not too much, but a little bit difficult. So that, that's interesting because I felt as a playtester, yes, I got a lot of games in and I knew the card mechanics and I knew these things, but I was playing for a different purpose other than to play the put together the best decks. And I think that's how it's really changed my thinking. That core set testing was yeah. you're, cha- you're, you're testing the game, you're testing the cards, you're testing the power level of cards. Your mind is half on the cards and half on the game itself. So when it came to the game actually being released, I was like, wait, wait what? I have to win? Wait, I'm not test like <laughs> I'm not evaluating cards halfway. So I had it was I've and I'm and I'm still wrestling with it. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That 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 part is uh, important too. Yes, we we are not in the same mood when we are testing cards and when we are playing for a tournament. You're right. Com- yeah, com- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. You were mentioning focusing on Corsair from the um, release card so far. Do you have a favorite? I really like uh, Raise the Alarm from the Oh crab. yeah. Oh, you do? <laughs> that's <laughs> yes, I do. That's oh, interesting. That warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well. And here's the funny thing. There's been a lot of, there's been some online discussion, of course, online discussion being what it is. They're like, this is not very good. This is not very good. But I found that, and I've only been playing it for a few days. I've played it a half a dozen times in four or five games. Every single time it's helped. Even if it's a holding that it turns over. Yeah. Even if it's a holding that it turns over. If I have a heated guardian play, all of a sudden my heated guardian is helping somebody else by plus two, plus two more. Uh, I've actually yeah, moved a borderland fortifications away from the attacked province so that I can have a face down card to raise the alarm. Like the card combinations are just kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And raise the alarm is a great crab card. I love yeah, it. A, f- a free um, even even uh, you have, I think uh, like seventy five percent to get uh, to get a, a character a free character. Getting free character and anyway, free card is always good. So it's, it's oh yeah, yeah. And in one of those cases, I did. I got a free steadfast wish hunter. Yeah, which was that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, sack somebody. He's ready to attack now. Yeah. So raise the alarm. I think is not getting. It's just. It's just due. I th- I hope people don't play with it. So I have the advantage and I can show them how good it is. <laughs> well, so, I'm going to so, keep playing with it. <laughs> so, so, so you're telling me we're cutting this segment, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, what? A, that's that does it kind of for our questions. We kind of we kind of got to a short side of the questions, but and then we opened it up to uh, again Reddit and the Reddit group on L5R. And Facebook questions for those of you who follow our Facebook group. And we'll kind of just take it as it comes. Um, one of the things I wanted to know, Sam, is you chose Justice. And we talked a little bit about that in our interview at Worlds. And why did you, for those who haven't heard that episode, why did you choose the Justice path for the storyline? At first, my uh, again, my initial, uh, initial thinking was not uh, what I chose. Uh, initially, I thought, okay, I'm a lion, so I want to fight. So uh, I will not, uh, I will not choose justice. I will choose duty and and beat those cranes. But in the end, that's what I did. I, yeah. I just lions just beat the crane in the final. So okay, we have, we are done with it. We are the best lions. The, but the kitty cats the got their birds, right? Yeah. So okay, <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got our revenge. We won. 
uh, on the battlefield. So now, now we can we can investigate and 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 get uh, and know what's behind this. So that's why I chose justice in the end because okay, the final was just the the clan the two clans uh, fighting in the finals were just really great for the for for story wise. It was it was just what uh, what uh, what it needed. Okay, lions against rain. Okay, so I can choose justice now. All right, that's cool. That's great. All right, so I'm going to mangle people's names when I say these questions. So we've got a question from Ardulak on Reddit. And uh, Ardulak is asking, are you an Okoto or a Matsu? Aha, uh-huh. good question indeed. My can can you explain what that means? I don't know what that means. Yes. Uh, there are two so families, the, right? The, yeah, two families from the, from the Lion Clan. Uh, the Matsu are more known for... Uh, being impetuous uh, and uh, in front of the uh, the battlefield, like uh, you see in the card game, you see the the Matsu berserker. So that uh, they ah, are just okay. rushing rushing in the fight, okay. uh, a bit bully. Uh, and the the Akodos are the tacticians, the generals uh, of the of the lions family. Ah, so ah. I, I will more see myself as an Akodo. Okay. Oh, an Akodo. All right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so Ardulak also wants to know uh, about bantering at the table. So you said that you were bantering at the table. Is that part of your strategy? Are you trying to like disarm your opponents, or is it just you know being friendly? There are several things about about uh, being uh, taunting a bit my my opponent. And uh, the first thing is that uh, we were on uh, on live on camera, so it was a bit of uh, part of the show. So you are not just watching card games; you are also watching more than card games so i can speak and can uh, i think it's part of the show some, 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 somehow uh, the the other thing is yes uh, it's a, it's a bit uh, really just a little uh, a psychological war with my opponent so if I, if, yeah. if, if he can yeah. if it can destabilize him okay great uh, the, the the thing that people must know about this that uh, if my uh, anytime my opponent or judge or uh, anyone says Oh man, you're you're pushing too far. I would have stopped immediately. The point was not to being rude or anything, just to make a little show with the and the, and the, some, some gesture or stuff, stuff like this. Uh, same, I, I saw uh, people, uh, some people complaining about me uh, uh, raising my hand uh, like uh, I accept your defeat. It was just part of the show. It never occurred to me to 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 being rude with my opponent. So or, or show some, some some kind of disrespect or something like that. Never. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and and there is a part of that. Like you know, you're being watched, right? So there's a psychology there. Like, okay, I want to provide some entertainment, and and yeah, yeah. and you're being a bit of a showman, and that's perfectly fine. That's a bit of gamesmanship that you're trying to get a little bit into the head of your folks. We've talked on this podcast before about. I'm I'm not necessarily a really fast player, but I'm not a really slow one. So when I come across somebody who's a really fast player, I get anxious. And when I come across somebody who's really slow, that can also take me out of my game. So I have to learn to adjust so that they're not taking me out of my game. I'm I'm kind of getting into my own, right, based on their groove. Yeah, talk, talking about um, playstyles and dishonorable, as it were, um, Chocolate Chip asks, uh, what's your favorite clan and why is it Crane? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well my, my favorite clan, uh, fluff speaking, is the Unicorn. Uh, Woohoo! Agreed. Uh, far, not the Crane. 
Oh, initially, I don't like trains. Uh, I'm more oriented with military decks, I would say. So I like unicorns. In the old CCG and right now in the, for the LCG, uh, I didn't really like lions because uh, usually unicorns and lions were waging war each other to each other. So as a unicorn, I didn't like my enemies. Yes, mostly it was a unicorn, my, my, my favorite clan. A bit crab too. I I, I did Woo-hoo. really like really like the the backgrounds and the the, the fact that they were they defending the empire against all odds against uh, the Shadowlands and that uh, they were a bit outside all this uh, turmoil of politics and stuff like that and and uh, and plots behind them. They were just frank, bold, right, and just. Uh, like that, like a mountain. Yeah, they they were almost the exact opposite of the scorpion, right? Like yeah, scorpion yeah, who are so underhanded <laughs> and are not willing to reveal themselves. The lions are like, "This is what we are. I will kill you now." Right? Yeah, but but I, I would say I would say that scorpions, uh, as crab, uh, are thinking about the the wealth uh, the, the welfare of the the the, uh, the empire. Not just their clans, not just a single uh, single person. Mm-hmm. They are just fighting for the the the, uh, the, the empire. That's yeah, it. The, right, the, right. The crab and the the crab and the scorpion are basically they're sort of uh, different sides of the same coin, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot ah, okay. of duty. There's a lot of obligation. Yeah, uh, but they just approach it in different ways. Oh, yes. okay. Loyal, All right. Loyalty and duty. So loyalty and duty are the cra- the makeup of the crab and the scorpion, right? So. What are the, obviously you took Lion and you succeeded with them at Worlds. Now we have Wolverine asking if you think that Lion is particularly overpowered at this stage of the game between things like Kitsu Spirit Collar, Lion's Pride Brawler. A lot of people are saying that Lion is very strong. Um, and, you know, I found that, found that curious because they weren't as represented maybe at Worlds as one would think when you have a community saying this is a really strong clan. You have so many people playing Scorpion and maybe Dragon. But do you think Lion is powerful at this point? Maybe even more too too powerful. I think Lion is powerful, but uh, I think that uh, many people took Scorpions and Dragons because they are more stable. Uh, oh, you okay. Can have, okay. You can yeah. have uh, you you can have really bad flop, bad dynasty flop with the Lion. Which is not really the case with scorpions. All all your 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 teeny scorpions have abilities that can be used during each turn, which is not uh, necessarily the case with lions. So yes, lions are powerful because of the character you 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 just quote, like the brawler, the spirit caller. Uh, but the I think the the, the real strength uh, of the lion is that they they can come back from any situation. And any time in the game, so you can uh, you, like in the final. I, I did suffer the first turn. I did suffer the second turn, and then I start playing on the third turn. Right. Because of course, because because I drew spirit color, because I drew uh, good good lion character. But still, the the game was not lost, uh, even uh, being uh, being a, a bit uh, brutalized by uh, my crane opponent mm-hmm. during the first two turns. And that's the real strength, in my opinion, for for the lions. They can come back on turn three. They can come back on turn four as long as as my opponent is not on my stronghold. I can come back from any situation. Of course, with 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 special characters like Kitsu Spirit Color, I, I think even more Spirit Color than Brawler, because Spirit Color can can get back any 
character so I can choose in my discard the right character for the right moment, which mm-hmm. is not the, the case with the broader. Yeah. Yeah, Being yeah. Able to bring yeah, back yeah. an honor general or yeah, yeah kind of a coterie or things yeah. like you know, yeah, it's it's spirit caller is a great card. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think that's the, the the key the key of the the, the lion deck for from now. All right, so uh, uh, one Arsen Wenger uh, has a, a couple of uh, well, actually four questions for you. So first off, what matchups do you like as a lion player? Are there, yeah, are, this is an interesting yeah. one. I want to hear what you yeah. have to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, th- I think the if you put apart the unicorn, the the best matchup I think is scorpions. Uh, for from simple reasons, first one, they are really not good at military, so which makes that I need two or three pips to attack, and with my stronghold, I'm sure I won't have to play any cards to win a military and even if my opponent wants to defend a mili- my military conflict they will burn so much card against the number I, w- I will burn myself that they will they, they will completely lose their, their card advantage and as a scorpion it's really bad to have less cards than your opponent <laughs> and you really need yeah. cards so yeah. I, I think that, that uh, scorpions don't like in general in general swarm decks and if lions can swarm on the first turns, they will take an advantage that champion, scorpions can, cannot uh, cannot handle and will finally lose the game. So I like scorpions because scorpions usually are, are pretty strong, pretty stable, and then when they when they face lions, uh, decks like lions, they are oh wow, wow what can I do what can I do oh wow two guys and can't handle less okay military will I defend <laughs> usually they try to defend and play one two cards to manage your your character say okay minus two minus two okay dishonor this guy okay that's okay that doesn't break oh uh, no uh, what your stronghold what <laughs> my, 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 my province my province is so gone. I, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. gone. And I, and I play cards. What? What? I'm a scorpion. When I play cards, you don't break my, my province. <laughs> Impossible. That's awesome. Uh, that is cool. So, um, are there specific cards you look for when you're mulligating at the start? Is there, I mean, is, and is that matchup dependent? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, that's an, uh, that's uh, another point uh, I think that's uh, make uh, Lion strong is that they don't really need to rely on specific conflict cards uh, nor on specific character. Of course, I don't like having like a Spitsu, uh, Kitsu Spirit Color on first turn, but I will simply discard it. Uh, I don't care having lots of uh, Winnies or having a Brawler. There are so much uh, possibilities uh, with your deck and same with conflict cards. You adapt on the, the current matchup and you adapt with the card flow simply and you don't say oh I, I really need this card of course in certain situations specific situations you will say okay it would be cool if i could have this card or cool i already have in hand but at the beginning of the game you are not like okay i would like to have those three or those four except maybe for a uh, mirror to fury or stuff like that because it's a it's a it's a cool defense to have at start yeah right. mirror motor fury starting out would be amazing yeah it's yeah, I, yeah, i'd love sure. to see that in my hand Oh, that, that first, you're like, okay, bring out somebody. It's there. You're gonna have to unbow them somehow. Yeah. So what? What was your favorite match of worlds? I mean, besides the final one, that's that we're discounting the one with the, where you went at all. So what was your final match? What was the one that was probably the most fun for you? I think, uh, oh, maybe the, the the top four against Kingsley. It 
it was it was really fun because we we just uh, that was the first time I, I was meeting him for for real uh, as I already played against him uh, on the net mm-hmm. and uh, we were just discussing say oh yeah oh, okay uh, we already met on the net oh yes yes and uh, I, I told him you know uh, he was asking me uh, first uh, okay what are you playing oh, I'm playing lion oh, okay lion oh cool cool and uh, why did you play lion and I, I, I answered, oh, there is a guy on the net that told me that uh, uh, he, he didn't like Lion, and that maybe uh, he, he was thinking that Lion could uh, easily win uh, Worlds. So, so that's why I, I played Lion. And he, he said, oh, uh, who's that guy? And I said, man, it's you. that's awesome yeah that's that's cool that's Uh, cool and so uh one arsene wenger has one final question uh what advice would you give to players just starting out with this game whoa uh to practice (laughs) no the, the the way that they i think that when you begin the game uh, some and some people uh, already told me that uh, that uh, some some games will uh, will last uh, like two hours or one hour and a half can be very long for a card game. So I would say to people that that just begin the game that keep going. That uh, the there are many parameters uh, you must take into account with this game. It's it's pretty complex even if the when the, you read the rules it's, it uh, does not seem that complex you have lots of parameter to, to to take into account so as you will play you will learn and you you will you will just uh, you will just uh, incorporate the, those uh, those make those parameter and it will be much easier as the time goes and it will be easier and uh, the the games will last uh, will be shorter and you will completely and fully enjoy the game and not just saying, "Oh, that's two hours for one match." Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's great that's, advice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, totally. So, um, Sarian asks here, and I think we know from what you said, but uh, what was your hardest match at Worlds? Hardest match? Uh, well, maybe the one I lost. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the win, uh, I don't know. I think. The, both cranes I met was uh, were difficult matches. So one in top eight, I think, and the other in finals, of course, uh, because of the, his uh, awesome uh, start uh, that was pretty difficult. I, I would say the cranes, the the two the two games uh, against the cranes were the more difficult, I think. Which would make sense, right? They're the left hand and right hand of the emperor. They're kind of they they play around each other, so it's hard to get in the way of each other because one is playing such a politically heavy game and one is playing such a militarily heavy game. So besides, and this gentleman on, on Reddit, uh, kiss me with your fist. It's fantastic name. He asks about (laughs) what's the best line card. And I think we already know this based on what you've said. What's the best line card. That's not LPB. That's not lion's pride brawler. No, it's not. It's the Kitsu speed color without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants to know what you think about Crane post tears of Amaterasu into Lion, I presume. Like, what do you think about Crane moving forward with the Imperial Cycle? Do you think it's going to be a strong deck? I, I can answer this yes. in my opinion, saying, and maybe he doesn't care about my opinion, but <laughs> but Crane did really well at Worlds. They got second place. They challenged you immensely. They you just said that they were the two hardest games you played. I think Crane is in a great place. Um, yeah, but, sure. 
let's hear from you <laughs> yes I, f I think that uh, that uh, crane uh, crane do get uh, really good good cards uh, with the, the 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 first expansions i really like the courtier that can uh, go outside the battle and move home yes, i think it's really yes. great and can can uh, make a huge combo with uh, with this card so i really really enjoy it uh, about lions uh, yes i think uh, the cards are pretty good and uh, in the end really helps uh, lions to 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 go forward Maybe it will be even better with uh, the the wall cycle, but we'll see later with for this. Well, I and I like the Doji representative, which is the moving home card yeah, that you're yeah, talking about. That, they that, they that, can go into yeah. the battle, use all the courtier cards to bow everybody, send them home, do the whole deal, and then they can go home themselves. And your yeah. and and your opponent is left there with bowed people, and you have one big bad, and no one else. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. it's quite a strong Certainly. it's quite a strong synergy there. That effect is crazy good. And I think Tears of Amaterasu is a, is a really good uh, province, but it, and it does seem to be sort of focused against Lion and Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and, and uh, the, the air spot is uh, really tough to, 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 to choose because you already have two really good provinces for the air. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, between Manicured, what is it, Manicured Garden and Fertile Fields? Are those oh, the yeah, airs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm running tears in a crab deck right now because I'm like, um, let me try this out, right? Let me try it out. And it's it's actually, it always gains you one fate. Sometimes it gains you two, three, four times. Four fate when that first gets revealed, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Crab needs. All right. So our next question is from the Televangelist. I guess is the, how to pronounce that name. Sorry for my mispronunciations again. Do you think that uh, the Dishonor Victory condition becomes more viable in a situation where you don't have a time limit well it uh, it all depends on your opponent's behavior so if you got an opponent who's bidding always one or two you will have some difficulties to to achieve a dishonor victory but i think that most of the time at least during wars i saw most of people were bidding quite high at least in the first turns so i think it's totally viable uh Event, uh, in, I mean, inside the, the time limit, yes. Okay, cool. I believe um, yeah. uh, the Scorpion Hatamoto won pretty much everything by the summer, so it's certainly not un undoable. Yeah, sure. And I won one. With, uh... Oh, really? <laughs> you really? Saw that? Wow. Yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> so, um, what kind of competitive experience did you have going into this? From, from Well, we know part of the answer to this question. Obviously, you were um, the... France national champion for conquest, but other than that, what kind of experience do you bring? Did you bring to um, worlds with Legend of the Five Rings? I think uh, I have some experience from the old CCG mainly. I played from 1998 to 2008, so for 10 years. My records were uh, I made the second at the, at the European Championship in 2006. Uh, I made third. At the French Championship, National Championship in 2000, uh, and usually I was in top 32 or top 16 uh, from uh, from uh, from the old CCG. But that's mainly uh, all my records from the card games. I didn't play uh, for competitive matters over LCG from uh, from uh, FFG. Uh, so besides conquest, that's uh, all I did. 
And so Matt Robb, now this is, we're transitioning from Knox Fraterna asking that last question on Reddit to Matt Robb. So these are some Facebook questions. So what are your thoughts on strategy and tactics in L5R in general? And then he also, this is kind of a big question. So what are your basic strategies and tactics for playing the game for Lion Clan and, and maybe uh, in general? Well, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it's a broad uh, for, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, for for lion, uh, my point is uh, usually to to try to have a first turn with uh, with little pips to have a, a bit of swarm, and to to put pressure on my opponent, and uh, uh, and try to lead uh, quite low. So uh, my military challenge, as I, as I said before against the Scorpions, I, as my military conflict will usually do not, I will not need to to play cards to win. I will try to compensate the fact that I bid it low to force my opponent to play cards during their conflict and my conflict if they want to defend, and then uh, try to get back uh, the card advantage uh, from that. And then uh, as turn goes on, so turn two or turn three, now get uh, bigger pips like three cost, like Kitsu Speed Caller, Brawler, and then really install the game and try to finish from there. Uh, about uh, strategy in general, it really depends on the clans you're playing and the, the, the clans you're facing. So uh, I think that five rings, uh, you can't really have a, a general strategy on five rings. It really depends what you are playing uh, and and the, the 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 meta in general, I would say. Right. Are you looking when you when you're looking for little guys swarm that first turn? Are you looking to break one province, or you're looking to, you look to break one province, or have them burn cards protecting that province? And if you get both, that'd be great. It's, are you looking for general aims? I, I, are there goals that first turn, that first round? I, I don't have a, a, a specific goal when I, when I, I come from for my first turn. The, the, the fact is, if I break the province, cool. If I break the province and he discard card and he play card, that's really great. Yeah. If he discard card to defend his province, that's great too because he burned lots of cards to defend. Right. Okay. So that's okay. Uh, for example, again, again Kingslay on, on top four, uh, he played like two Mirantos Fury and defend with his only guy on the on my first attack that was really great okay i didn't break but it didn't make any attack on my provinces on first turn and play like two or three cards to defend cool. right yeah, yeah. Left, left, yeah left pressure off you while you well yeah. yeah and when you see two miramoto's furies go away especially in a dragon deck you're like oh okay there's only one left yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's, that's a that's a that's a great deal of information that you can have and 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 rely on so we've got a uh... Uh, several questions from the username Mastersword. I think this is back on Reddit. I think this may be our last Reddit question. What is it? How does it feel being the very first Shogun for the Legend of the Five Rings LCG? <laughs> well, uh, it feels cool. <laughs> I uh, yeah, of course, it, it's it's really great to be to be the the first Shogun. Even if uh, I think that from most of the LCG, the corset environment is a, a bit special. I think uh, the, the experience I, I had from Pretest maybe uh, really helped more than if it was in uh, next year or two years and uh, stuff like that. So uh, corset environment, it was the same in Conquest. I think the, the corset environment is really special. So of course it feels really great to be the first Shogun. 
I can deny that. Mm-hmm. But also, also I can uh, I can just uh, take it take, take into account that uh, it's also due to the specific environment of this corset. So not to not to 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 just to be modest uh, on on my on my situation. I think uh, I, I made a great job and I, I'm very glad to 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 be there. But uh, also to 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 insist that my my uh, my achievement is also due to the specific environment of the corset only it's not it's not only due to my skill i would say <laughs> right all right right so master sword would also like has sort of a follow-on question now that you're the, the the shogun does that increase the pressure on you playing in smaller events or playing in your home meta you know do you feel like you have to perform at a better at a higher level because of your status I think I would lie if I if I would say no. Of course, I'm I'm totally I have no pressure. Yes, of course, of course it does. Even if I I try to not to have too much pressure because when if I play with friends or or, or local tournament or stuff like that, uh, it will be much cooler than a, a great event like a, a Grand Cote or or Worlds. Uh, but I think uh, during the, the the next cotes and great cotes, I, I, I will attend to uh, next year. Yes, I will have more pressure than if I would just uh, go on uh, like a, a, a simple guy. I would say. So yes, I have pressure. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I can I can see that, and there, <laughs> I, I think it would be uh, I think it would feel the same way if if I were in your situation. So do you think you'll stick with Lion now? I, and I realize that you have to defend your title and all that, but is it something? Is it something that you'll stay with long term, or do you, or will you eventually go back to Unicorn? Do you think? Well, uh, <laughs> that's the big question, right? Like, yeah, 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 sure, yeah oh my of gosh, course, of, that, that's that's a, that's a big question. But I'm loyal, so so yes, uh, I won thanks to Lions, so I, I I will stay Lion at least for the next two years because I think they deserve uh, my loyalty because I I, I won. Uh, thanks to them. Yeah. yeah. Of that. Even even if I am former unicorn player, even if I think that I I I, I, w- I could enjoy any clans, uh, most most of the clans, uh, I would say, uh, playing most of the clans, that uh, maybe some clans will be better uh, than lions uh, in the future, but still I think I, I will be loyal to the to, to lions. Yes. Yeah. That's an awesome way to view it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. The next question that uh, Master Sword has is uh, kind of a tough one, I think. Uh, apparently, he's asking about uh, online, I guess there were some people yeah, using the term slow gun and mm-hmm. accusing you of slow play. Uh, what do you have to do? Do you have any comments about any response to that? Yeah, I can. Frankly, I really don't care uh, what people say about my, my way of playing. As long as... Uh, no, my opponent, nor the judge, said uh, that I was uh, playing uh, quite slow. Right. So I think everyone was okay the way I was playing. So the, it's the I first. I think that's point. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yes, well, yes, and, the, and the and the finals, the finals are timed, right? It's 110 minutes you get for the finals, so that's almost yeah. two hours. So you get twice yeah. as much time to make every single decision. And the fact of the matter is, yes, the game went over 60 minutes, but it didn't get to 110. Yeah, so, sure. And, yeah. and this is a, this is not a fast game either. There's lots of decisions to oh, make. No, I would God, play no. it slow sure, too. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. If and I play it I fast, think, I make mistakes. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I think that when you reach when you you reach the uh, finals or even semifinals and even 
before you you have you have to think about your game you have to focus on your game and I, I agree that sometimes it means that you will play slowly, but uh, okay. But everyone, uh, uh, my opponents were was slow uh, also on certain situation, a certain decision. I, I wait for his last attack when uh, when he chose to, to finally attack on the last turn uh, or, or the, the turn before. Uh, it took uh, like uh, seven minutes to take to choose. But it was necessary. He, he had to, to, to really think out everything that was going on, uh, try to predict what can be done, what cannot. So he, he has to, to think that long, as I, I did. So, okay, I think that we both played slowly, but... Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I really do. Yeah. I, would, I would make the comment that as someone who does a lot of going back and forth between playing games of L5R and judging them, that when you're watching, the game always seems slow. In the game, it rarely feels all that slow to you unless you really think your opponent's stalling, in which case, as you say, your opponent would say so. Outside the game, it very often can feel slow because you're just, you know, spectating. Yeah, yeah, sure, you're right. The, and the, the other thing that uh, when I, I saw the... I took a look at the video uh, when I went home on the on the Twitch and I saw people commenting, uh, uh, calling me slow goon and stuff like that. And yeah. in the end... That, there were not that much people saying that there were there were maybe four and five and they were just uh, trolling it uh, several times on the on the chat so in the end uh, most of people i met uh, for real at worlds and even after uh, at home on the net and stuff like that were more saying well congrats man uh, what a tough match uh, against john than uh, say oh man you did play slow you're really a slow guy <laughs> It's it's easy to say that when you're looking at the Twitch stream and not sitting there at the table playing the game. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So is there any move that you made in any of your matches at Worlds that you wish you could go back and change? And if you remember them, please tell me how you remember them because I can't yeah, remember I very time. little. I can remember very little of what I played. Well, uh, <laughs> frankly, I don't remember all my games but uh, and all the, the moves I made. But uh, yes, maybe uh, I would say uh, on the the game I lost against the crab because I think I, I was uh, kind of destabilized by his uh, his, uh, his first turn when uh, when Kisada came out and he, he had always the answer to to counter all my moves to try to to bring down Kisada and in the end I played some let goes on Watch Commander as I should have waited to for the reprieve. I should have kept my let go. Uh, uh, yeah. Keep, yeah. keep yeah. going yeah. on void. Keep going on void on Kisadas, and I just used two let goes uh, on on uh, watch commanders, and he had three watch commanders in end anyway, so it doesn't change anything. But uh, in the end, that's I think that's my my biggest mistake in the tournament. I didn't say that uh, I would have won the match uh, anyway, but still, I think it's uh, the 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 biggest mistake I made is that. I saw Kisada, I said, well, what will I do against him? And I saw my province going one by one. I said, well, I must do something, I must do something. And the only thing I, I was saying, okay, let's try to remove the Watch Commander so I can play cards maybe against him. No. And when I saw the reprieve, I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, can I do? I should have killed those let goes. Why did I play them? Uh, yeah, as a crab player, I absolutely love getting Hida Kisada out early in the game. If I can get yeah. him on first turn, that's awesome because it really it, it's demoralizing to my opponent. So I can, yeah. I can see how that would be a difficult situation to deal with. 
totally, totally. So one final question for Master Sword. You know, now that you've you know been through worlds and all the and and had the full experience, is there anything that you wish that FFG could do to improve the tournaments or to improve the game as a whole? Okay, uh, about the worlds in general and uh, the way FFG uh, did uh, handle it at worlds. From my point of view, which is not uh, inside uh, the FFG, I think it was pretty cool. It was uh, it was well done. Uh, they had uh, three days plus uh, for for just uh, for for the people just to to try to get to a, a top. Then they have uh, the the other day to to handle, and I think uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I have. Nothing I could say. Oh, you can improve this or this. I think uh, it was just uh, it would it would be just misplaced to to to, to say uh, such things uh, as a, as the the, the the tournament just uh, was went smooth. It was it was pretty good. I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't see any anything that uh, that makes me thought. Uh, oh, what 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 is going on here? Okay, but that's uh, that's uh, no. It was pretty good. So we have uh, a couple people asking about what you think about the tiebreaker system. After a yeah. little bit, you know, Gen Con was a nightmare as a judge. Oh, yeah, it was kind uh, of a mess. Gen Con yeah, was a nightmare. Imagine, they yeah. cleaned it up quite a bit for Worlds, and I think that additional point for the loss, for the conceding loss really helped things out. But what do you think about the tiebreaker system? Well, I think it's not perfect, but I think it's a good way to 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 judge at the end of a, of a match. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the way they made it, I think it's again it's not perfect, but it's one of the the best way you can uh, you can uh, really uh, have a tiebreaker for this game. So I think it's in the end it's pretty good. Yeah. How, did any of your games go to time? Besides, you know, how many of your games went to time? Two or three. Two or three out of the eight yeah. in that. Are, are, are I, I, we talking about the yeah. eight Swiss rounds? Yeah. That's yeah. That's a that's not an insignificant amount. That's about a third, right? Wow. Yeah, but uh, I think that uh, all three were uh, on TV. <laughs> so oh, wow. Okay. All <laughs> right. No, that's, that's only two because the final didn't went to time. So I went to time with Kingslay against Kingslay. Mm -hmm. And I think I went to time against the, the Phoenix player, Travis. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's only two. Sorry. Not three, two. Yeah. Well, that's two out of however many, the Swiss and then and then however many you went to. So that's not yeah, too bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm no. thinking that. We we ran a tournament here. We ran our Imperial Summons tournament yesterday, and we did sixty-five minute rounds just to see. And it yeah. was a small tournament, but only one game went to time, out of and out of three rounds of four games each. One game and, and, hit time. And in the in the end, frankly, I think that uh, I won the two games. So against Kingsley, against Travis, mm -hmm. and and anyway, uh, I would have won. I think. Anyway, yeah. so, so so tiebreakers uh, didn't make the the game unbalanced in the end. It mm -hmm. just confirmed that uh, uh, the guy uh, was winning. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Completely agreed. So Barry Wardle um, from Facebook here. Hi, Barry, by the way. Um, <laughs> when um when you were playtesting for Worlds, intending to play Lion, um, was there a reason you chose on a Lion over Swarm? Assuming there's a difference between those two things. Well, yeah. I think I think with with the core set you don't have that many options, so you must um, you must make with uh, what you get. So if you get uh, your disaster flop is more winnie oriented, you will try to swarm, and if it's not 
you will try to play differently. So it really depends on your flop. In the end. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So more, more about- I, I, the, the point is that I didn't came uh, at Worlds with a specific strategy saying, oh, yes, uh, my deck is here to swarm, or yes, my hair, my deck is here to play mid-games or stuff like that. No, I I, I choose the guy I wanted to, to play in my dynasty, but in the end, it will depend on the flop. Well, thank you very much for your time, Sam. We have a couple questions left. They're kind of fun ones from Ch- Francesco Aguibado. I hope I'm pronouncing your, right, your name correctly, Francesco, from That's Facebook. He, now, now this is an audio-only podcast, so we're we're not going to ask you to do this. But in in fairness, I have a policy on these as a as a podcaster. I have a policy of asking the questions people have asked me to ask you. So, okay. <laughs> he would like you to ask you to extend your hand randomly. Now, it's an audio-only podcast, so if you choose to extend your hand randomly or not, we won't ever really know. But he wants me to ask you to do that. <laughs> So, you go ahead and do that, or don't, and keep it to yourself. Moment of silence for the hand extension. All right, so, (laughs) that was too silly. Uh, Sometimes sometimes my own approaches to this get in my way. So, Alan Smythe on Facebook, uh, he would like, we we said we'd ask you the silly questions. And so, here's the silly question. And then this might be the winner of that category. Alan would like you to just purr like a lion. Okay. Like a lion or like a cat? <laughs> I assume like a lion, but he didn't actually specify. Okay. There you go. And there's our cue. That's it. You're a good sport, so nicely well done. I think that's the episode title right there. <laughs> Uh, purring like a lion, or pur- oh yeah, that might be fun. All right, um, what one, one more? Question. Since we since we brought it up in the intro, what does your wife think of all this? Ah, uh, <laughs> well, my wife is not really happy when I play too much on the net or for real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been there. But 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 on the other hand, she was really 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 happy uh, to see me evolve through the tournament and of course win uh, and uh, it was uh, I think uh, all our wives from my friends uh, that came here uh, at Worlds with me uh, all our wives uh, was uh, were behind us and pushing us and uh, and uh, encouraging us uh, to, to go to go further and to, to move on so so yes of course she she doesn't like when I play too much but uh, in the end she She's really happy if I win, and even if I don't, she's happy that I, I have uh, I had a good time in the end. That's wonderful. That's, That's wonderful. great. That's absolutely fabulous. <laughs> now, uh, Sam, thank you again very much for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and we hope to see you soon. Now, I don't want to see you across the table from me because I don't want to lose. I'd like to see you next to me kicking the ass of the guy at table one while I'm kicking the ass of the guy at table two, or the, okay. or the woman at table two for that matter. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add, like to say to uh, our listeners? Well, but, uh, first, thank you to invite uh, for inviting me. It was uh, really great. And uh, as uh, as usual, last year it was the same. And uh, this year it was really great to go to Worlds. I think that most of people I met uh, in the U.S. were really kind and uh, really gentle despise the opinion that uh, that uh, us uh, european can have on uh, on uh, us people it's really great to, <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and i think that us people have uh, some 
the same for the Europeans, and it's always good to see to see people from foreign lands uh, and uh, and uh, exchange, uh, even if we if we see that we uh, do not have exactly the same culture. It's always good to to mix and to to have different culture, to see different culture, to see different people, different point of view. All of that that makes uh, I think uh, it's, it's maybe too big to say that, but it, it makes the world better to have uh, to to see so many peoples and exchange with them. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, I, I would be more than happy to to be there next year because uh, thanks to the invitation from the FFG, so I would be be there at Worlds uh, next year if uh, everything uh, is okay. Excellent, excellent. And, and uh, awesome. I've been making the making the journey there three out of the last four years, and I plan on continuing every year. I hope next year I get a chance to yeah. go. We hope, all three hope to be there next year. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Again, fingers crossed. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much, Sam. And finally. You might have noticed our opening sequence was a little bit different this time. It's an homage to Terminal 7, which is an Android Netrunner podcast that I have been listening to since the very beginning. Uh, we, we really like that podcast. And if you like Android Netrunner and we realize this is an L5R podcast, but I can't help putting in a spot for uh, Android Netrunner. We can't recommend them strongly enough. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at Art of Warcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. Do you hear me? (laughs) All right. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yay! Twice. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be it. (laughs) Answered and locked. (laughs) All righty. Apparently, I also sound like Jonah Hill, according to... uh, Hamish and those guys on the Fiverr podcast. I'm a Jonah Hill you know, sound alike. I was, I was expecting you to say your kids say that. I was like, what? <laughs> so.